crawling out of the swamps of South Florida. Handing like 20 devices right now. This is Chimp. We in the treehouse. This is Captain Brunch. And I'm seriously considering another computer. Actually, no, we need a stream box. <laughs> it's Saturday, <laughs> September 1st, Saturday Night Lit again. Lit on modern podcast apps right now, but also live at stream.audioghost.miami. Wow, look at listening to you plugging it. Wow, <laughs> damn. I'm trying to be on point today, you know, trying to, trying to be on point, especially since this is our most complex episode to date, because uh, we've got a, a guest coming on later. Uh, we got Eastside Tony that's going to be coming on the show. So uh, we had to figure Damn, out. Damn, Eastside Tony? Yeah. All the way from the east side? All the way Damn. from the bay. The it's going to be a good night. Okay. East side of the of of the West Bay. I'm excited. Yeah, we have. A, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the that. West. Well, if you go far enough east, you end up on the West. So. Well, it's just because we have a Tampa Bay in Florida. And there's there happens to be a Bitcoin community there. And uh, they they call themselves the Bay Area Bitcoiners, so <laughs> I I always get confused between the two communities. Oh my god! <laughs> so um, yeah, we do have a little bit of an upgrade going on. We have um, I set up another monitor where we can see all our boosts coming in lit, as well as the chat. So, so people uh, feel free to boost us uh, if you're not on the chat. Please join Telegram chat. Or, even if it's after the fact, if you are listening to my voice and it's getting you all nice and swell, then you know you should send some of that swellness my way through a boostagram on a modern podcast app, which you can get from podcastapps.com. Podcastapps.com. So I've uh, I've been starting to organize another Bitcoin vortex for the end of October. So right now we've got Saturday, October twenty eighth. There's going to be a Bitcoin barbecue and Broward County Bitcoin Meetup. On Sunday, we're going to have Bitcoin Brunch. And on Monday, I think we're going to have the Miami Bit Devs. And then that, that's Monday the 30th. So uh, like theoretically, we could do something on the 31st if we want to have like some kind of a Bitcoin party. Or maybe on Friday the 27th, we'll do something like maybe a movie. So there's going to be a bunch of Bitcoin events that weekend. So if you're in or interested in coming to the South Florida area in the near future, come at the end of October and hang out at the Bitcoin Vortex, the BitcoinVortex.com, BTCVortex.com. BTC Vortex. <laughs> so could you remind our listeners what that is? I mean, like. Yeah. So I came up with the idea it was basically about trying to get all the local Bitcoin meetups to because there was they would happen like once a month and my meetup happens every week so my idea was to try to get all of these once a month meetups to happen on the same week slash weekend so that if someone wanted to because i know some people they don't have like real day jobs they just have these like work from home whenever they want kind of jobs and a lot of bitcoin to boot yeah right so i'm like okay well then if that kind of a person might want to go to like five bitcoin meetups in a row every once in a while so it's it's kind of like a a light decentralized distributed conference kind of thing, but it's not a conference. Almost like the Burning Man of Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the last time um, you held this with other local Bitcoiners, it was pretty successful. It was during the um, the conference, right? No, um, gosh, I can't even remember when it was. It was like February or March, but it, it it went pretty well. We had a pretty good turnout. Like a bunch of people came from other parts of Florida. So that was really nice because it it's always nice to me. And like the people who come out, they're 
Um, again, they're these people who don't have the regular day jobs. Um, so they're usually talented, skilled Bitcoiners who are working on interesting projects and who have cool stuff to talk about. So who don't have day jobs? We don't have typical day jobs. Like they have day jobs, but the, the kind of day jobs they could do at night from home or from wherever. All right. <laughs> Gotta love yeah. it. Cool. Yeah. So what's going on with you, Chimp? Uh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't hang out last week. Um, Why didn't we? You don't recall? Did no, you I did don't. you make up a story? Is that what it is? And you don't remember what story I you made might up? I might have. See, it's the problem with lying. If you don't <laughs> if you don't remember your lie, then the web falls apart. Yeah. So can you try to remember? Can you guess what your lie was? <laughs> what was my lie this time? If you can guess Chimp's lie, make sure to boost on your modern podcast <laughs> app at podcastapps.com. Damn, what was my lie? I know what it was, but I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> I don't wanna tell you because it, it's like it's t- I mean, obviously, if it was true, you would re- I feel like you would immediately remember because I, the, I barely the, remember yesterday. The the excuse you gave was like so, you know, so melodramatic. That I, guess I, I guess I could just look at our signal chat. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> why don't we go ahead and uh, already bring in our, our guest because I feel like he'll be a great addition to this discussion. Why don't you go ahead and unmute? Unmute our buddy as soon as you remember where it is. Greetings. Hey, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I haven't even opened a door I, yet, and he walks right in. I Jeez. bring you love. He's talking through the window, is what he's doing. I bring you love, man. I love the way this feed. This, so we're using clean feed, and it just sounds so good and so clear. Obviously, you're on a microphone, and you're not like talking to us on your cell phone. Yeah, no, I'm actually using. Uh, no, just kidding. Yeah, I'm on the mic. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm, and it's I'm a- on the mic setup, but it's it, it's nothing special, really. This is uh old gear, like I I I had this gear since like 2017, 2016, something like that. Yeah, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like good gear is good gear, as long as you know, as long as it yeah. can, the signals still get read. It, it's it's cry once, uh, buy once, cry once. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Eastside Tony, why don't you? Uh, to speak to our, our audience of however many people there are out there on the internet listening to us who might have no idea who you are. Like what random factoids would you tell a stranger about yourself? AKA uh, what's going in the show notes? <laughs> <laughs> Help us out here. I'm uh, I'm south of Richmond. Uh, I live south of Richmond. Uh, no, That's Richmond, California, right? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that Richmond, California. <laughs> Richmond, California, my man. Yeah, no, I'm just a regular guy, man, out of the Bay Area. I'm born and raised in San Jose. Um, you know, just just a, a regular blue collar worker that uh, is very into Bitcoin. I host Bitcoin meetups here. Um, you know, I know you guys can't see it because we're audio only, but it's uh, a <laughs> Bay Area Bitcoiner, Bay Area Bitcoiners dot com. I'm closing my eyes. I'm closing uh, my eyes, and I could see. Hold on. There it is. I see it. The Bay Area. I see the you find us on meetup. We're basically like the bad news bears of like the Bitcoiners. And uh, we're just like a ragtag group and we're just loosely organized. It's really not that like coordinated. It's just people like in their area that like Bitcoin and we do meetups. So we, I host the San Jose meetup. So that's the South Bay Area. It's like the original Silicon Valley. And it's crazy because, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of Bitcoiners here, like hardcore Bitcoiners. And that's what brought me to the value for value uh, model. And that's what got me to meet Adam Curry and uh, learn about you guys. 
Yeah, you know, big, I was fa- say, big fans of you guys, man. That's how <laughs> th- that's how we found each other through uh, podcasting 2.0. It's beautiful. Well, I mean, I think I like I know of Eastside Tony just because you're sort of you're just one of these Bitcoiners that you kind of like your your reputation precedes you. Um, what does that mean? You know, it's like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing. Like I know somebody who knows somebody who knows you. And so like at the Miami uh, Bitcoin conference two years ago, it was at the fold party that was on a rooftop. And I was hanging out with this guy, Phil from New Hampshire. And then he was like, is that Tony? I think that's Tony. And I'm like, who's Tony? He's like, man, Eastside Tony. Like, you don't know Tony? <laughs> and then now I know Tony. <laughs> You're making me blush here, man. No, I, w- I was there. Like, no, it, and to me, it's just like, I, it, we're, I think, I, you know, we're, we're, we are all just nodes on the network, for real. Like, yep. we're all just mm-hmm. people. Um, and, and I, a long time ago, when I got into Bitcoin, I realized that I don't know how to code. I, uh, you know, I'm not like a macro freaking genius guy, you know, I'm just like a blue collar Joe Blow, you know what I mean? So Joe like <laughs> what, what I could do is just help people be like, yo, if I could get it, you can get it. It's like so easy, so easy a caveman can do it type like marketing, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's just like, yes. I'm just a guy, like I'm not, okay, I'm not a rocket I gotta scientist. Push, I got to push back on this though. I mean, okay, you might not be a rocket scientist, but in 2023 in America, a blue collar worker is not just a blue collar worker, like a skilled laborer is a dying I'm not dumbing breed. down blue collar work, <laughs> workers. Okay. I mean, as a fellow, as a fellow blue collar like, worker, especially, you know, like a skilled tradesman, there's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, it's, you know, that's badass. <laughs> that's a good point. It's a good, it's a good point you bring up. Yeah. yeah we're like my, my, uh, so my, my father, he, uh, RIP, he, he was a painting contractor, right. And he came, he came you know, from Mexico, whatever. So I'm like first gen here. So he came here and then he just worked. He just did good work. You know what I mean? It's, it's really not rocket science. Yep, uh, do here. good work and you keep getting work, right? Um, and he, he, he just taught me a lot of things. And I, I remember like a lot of times we'd go to a restaurant or something and we'd be in our painting, like cause I used to help him all the time, right? We used to be in our painting garb, you know what I mean? Like we're just full of paint and, and like, you know, it's dry. Right. But we go into like a nice restaurant and they wouldn't want to service type stuff. And, you know, you could chalk it up to racism, but I don't think it's even that. It's it's just more like, oh, you're just the working class. That's classism, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not racism. It's classism. Exactly. And I think a lot of that gets misconstrued nowadays. You know what I mean? So it's like, no, we're we're all the working fucking class now. If you guys haven't woken up and smelled, smelled the coffee yet, you know, like I'm not balling out driving Mercedes and this and that. But you know how you know how a lot of people are, are doing that, and they're like, you know, swimming in debt. So it's all, it's all perspective. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely something that being learning about Bitcoin definitely makes me more fiscally responsible. It doesn't necessarily make me fiscally responsible, but more than I would be if I wasn't into Bitcoin. And I think that's also heavily influenced me, like, into why I be became, you know, like a, a yacht technician, got into this field when my background wasn't like that at all. Like, I, you know, like when you said that, you know, your father sort of taught you 
and I imagine not only maybe by words, but also by deed that like good work will bring you more work. Like that's not something that I actually had in my own life because I didn't really have a, a father figure really growing up. And my mother, she was always doing these jobs that didn't like maximize her potential as a human being. You know, like she never really had to do like good work. She just had to do mediocre work to get by. And that was not like a good example for like what I'm trying to do and who I'm trying to be today. Like it's a good example for surviving in a country because she was from Brazil, single mother. So she definitely like did what she had to do and pulled her weight. But it's, it's you know, I think that's something really important about Bitcoin and the ethos of Bitcoin is that like quality and proof of work. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not just for the money. It's for like all aspects of our lives. And it's timeless. <laughs> it is timeless. Well, it, it's providing value to the community. Like you can't, you, you, where, where, does, where, does the, uh, where does the yield come from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like wh- wh- where's, where's that yield come from? Like you, that's what I always ask. Like, to, you know, and it, it's a, you and I understand, but a lot of people don't understand that. And for me, it's just like teaching people like, hey, uh, you guys need to get more financially responsible. You know what I mean? Like because that's, it's really what it comes down to right now is the money. Um, I was listening to the Oliver Anthony on Joe Rogan earlier. I don't know if you guys heard the, heard that uh, interview. No, nope, tell it, us about it. it. Yeah, well, they just you know they were touching base on a lot of things that Bitcoiners touch base, but they didn't touch base on the money. And it's like it's kind of you know, and like I I get it. I'm I'm, per, I'm pretty sure he's a genuine person or whatnot. Um, there were some points in the interview where it's kind of contentious, right? Like they they didn't really. And I was just, I felt like kind of like Joe Rogan was like, oh, I got to dumb myself down to come down to Oliver Anthony's, you know what I mean? Like blue collar, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you're interviewing, because he was kind of being a little combative in the interview, I thought. Anyways, so, um, but either way, they never said anything about the money, which is really the problem, right? Like it, it always goes back to the fucking money. The money is broken, um, you know, and... There needs to be a transition away from the old uh, antiquated system. I think it's interesting you mentioned Oliver Anthony because, you know, so he he's a musician. Well, he's a human being who is also a musician. Mm. And he wrote this song called Rich Men North of Richmond. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, you know, you referenced earlier about living south of Richmond. And um, he, you know, his song like blew up on the Internet like really quickly and especially among well, I wouldn't say especially among Bitcoiners, but Bitcoiners were a very vocal uh, group on the internet who were like sharing his song. And he, we actually got him to like download a Bitcoin wallet and to put up a Bitcoin address. Who's we? Bitcoin Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, Noster, mean, Noster was trying to take credit for that, but whatever. Well, I, I, but he wasn't on Noster, <laughs> I'm not though. In that fight. Like, he wasn't on Noster, though. He was on Twitter understood, and understood. He, he retweeted. I mean, like he, he uh, quote tweeted my, you know, my comment and a bunch of really? other people. Yeah. Okay, cool, uh, cool. Basically saying, you know, you need to, you need to add a, a bit, but this is the thing though. Then the next day, like, so he does add a Bitcoin and then the next day he takes it down and he also deletes all of like those retweets oh and all those God. responses. And it's like, what a like chump. what? well, I don't know. I'm not going to say that, but it's just like, you know, who got to him? What, you know, what did they say? What, what uh, it's so annoying, it's tough, brother. It's tough. We were right there, you know, like <laughs> we were right there. And then 
then we weren't. But it brings me back to my point that they, <laughs> they did not talk about the dollar. They didn't touch. Did they really? I mean, I haven't. Okay. I have not finished the whole, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's but so I got, I, I, I've been painting houses. I literally been painting the house outside. So <laughs> I've been, I've had a good eight hours today to listen mm-hmm. to shit. And I didn't hear him say anything. And, you know, I switched around. But, you know, my point is I didn't hear the whole <laughs> podcast. But uh, it, yeah, no, it's, um, I, uh, the value for value model is why, that's why that is so important is because you're not, Anybody that fucks with value for value is 10 times harder to get captured. What is but value for value? Value for value is uh, what you get from it. What is what you should put in? Something, something similar to, and I'm not, I'm not super religious, but it's something similar to like church and the church. Uh, what do you call it? When you when you when you give them some 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 sat some sats the tithe the tithe yes yes <laughs> well in the, the church it's like it's a, it's required right like they're like God said is it required is it required like I, well, I, I never I think it I depends mean, on so you feel like a douche not, if you don't do it do it right well so I mean it depends on the church for sure but like it's it so these days they're not gonna whip you for not giving them money but like you <laughs> will probably go to you. hell <laughs> you're probably gonna go to hell at cheap I'm, I've been I've been on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for sure. I, and I think, you know, an important part of value for value is the idea that creative people, people who have talents, who have um, access to special information, uh, they can share that freely, providing value to the community, providing value to other people. And then those people, if they perceive value, they can return it in the manner they see fit, commensurate with their capacity. I tend to um, to like think of value for value, and I mean I I, I agree with both of you, but um, I've been recently thinking about it in terms of like friendships, like that one friend who's going through some shit, and like you have to like like you spend time talking to them, and you know like talking them off a ledge or whatever the case is. At one point, it's just like, oh my god, get over this shit. But it's like, well, I value our friendship, so I don't mind putting this time and effort toward this because what I'm getting from the friendship is you know like like there is value coming back to my end so i don't mind giving i value totally well. agree with what you're saying i totally agree because it, it, it's 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 literally being genuine online because you're actually sending value mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so it's like no bro like giving somebody a hug like really like hey you know what i mean like you're not gonna hug a guy if you don't want to freaking you know what i mean like uh, <laughs> you're like i don't give a shit about you but it, it, it's one of those like uh, you know micro payment hugs Micro payment hugs. <laughs> you need some love right now? Hashtag, give me a hug. Hashtag that shit right now. <laughs> I'll give you some sats. <laughs> no, seriously. It's, it's like, how, how do you really convey that you really care about somebody? Send them some sats, man. Hey, here you go. Whatever. Yo, this is great. This Hold is great on. content. You know what I mean? Like, you know what that means, right? Here's your cue to boost. <laughs> you know you want to. That's right, people. Ah. Don't forget. Don't forget. This is a value for value podcast. And at modernpodcastapps.com, you can find one of many podcast apps that will allow you to send that value right back to us. If you're enjoying our conversation, make sure to send some sats our way and add a little note. We'll read it on the show. Uh, you're going to make me want to boost. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you get permission from Dame Jennifer to uh, use that? 
that well, this is, I just fucking this is, I just copied. No, I'm asking I'm asking Champ. No, I, I did not get permission. We're gonna, gonna said you gotta put her in the cut now. <laughs> well, I'm wondering, like I think so, you know. Well, no, on the on the GitHub. That was for, me oh, though. That wasn't her. No, 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 no. I know you were the one moaning. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying Chimp. I didn't know that was Dane Jennifer. Yeah. Now I feel embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, no, that's I on, didn't know that was her. Jesus, it's on the GitHub. For okay, so for for all of the non podcast nerds, right? <laughs> so like, obviously, the three people on this podcast right now, we're all podcast nerds. We love podcasting. We love podcasting 2.0. And I think a lot of people won't get it, right? Like they're they're gonna be like, what the hell are we talking about right now? What are we What are we talking about right we're now? We're talking about marketing. We're talking about like there you go. So so I fuck with Chimp. I forgot uh, Mr. Barbosa. Like, I want to call, call you Mr. Brunch. Barbosa. Captain That's what Brunch. I want to call you. I don't want to call you your first name. That sounds way more legit, bro. You're like, oh, don't fuck with Mr. Barbosa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so anyways. He paints uh, houses, it, if you know what I mean. I paint houses, you know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, paint the other house. I want to paint this house. So, no, uh, it's it, it's marketing. So it's time, talent, or treasure. That's the way I look at it. Um Spend your time listening to us. Uh, share your treasure by sending us some sats. And then uh, talent, um, if you guys are like artists or if you guys, because like for me, the artist part of it is how, what brought me into value for value. So I was trying to sell like physical art and I was trying to link a lightning payment system in order to sell physical art. Uh, so let's say if uh, uh, Mr. Barbosa gave me a picture you know what I mean? <laughs> and he, he, he drew a masterpiece, let's just say, right? Mr. Barbosa. And then Chimp signed it, you know? And then, uh, so I sold it. And then the deal was I take 10%, he takes 90%. As soon as I sold that piece, everybody gets their cut. And this is what value for value does. So right now we're just using it for music. We're just using it for podcasts. But in the future, this is pretty much how all deals are going to get done i think like this is what i see in my eyes well especially uh, when guys it, especially i think in regards to like creative um digital media and stuff i mean i think it, it can apply to physical work too um I, there's i think there's certain i mean a deal's a deal right like yeah. a deal's a deal right like <laughs> no let's just make backs. a deal we're gonna no do it this backs. way and well i mean so yeah like when it comes to free trade theoretically no one's ever gonna pay more than they think something is worked Right. So like that's that is like free trade is value for value in a sense, except that you're not giving anything up for free in a trade, though, like in a trade. Understood. Yes. Like, you know, it's always you come to an agreement consent, first. And consent. Then, you know, so that is a slight I think it's a little bit different. So I'm thinking of. Um, so last night um, I, for uh, listeners, I recently joined a band and last night was our first show. Mm, congratulations, Jim. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it. You know, it's it's a smaller what, show. Maybe like, uh, what's the name of the band? If you don't mind me interrupting, uh, it's Tiger Sunset. And then you guys did like a live show. Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was um, a buddy I met at work, and he has like a couple of bands. And his birthday was just—it's today actually. His birthday is so a happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday, Joe. And. Um, so he's in a few bands. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to, all my bands are playing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so he's literally on stage um. the whole time playing. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. For, for him, it's, it's value because he, he's doing what he loves to do, you know, and play music. So it's not really my music, but I recently joined them and I have a lot of fun with them. And I forgot the point of the story. Anyway, 
because you're asking me, uh, uh, yeah, so Tiger Sunset is the name of the band. So I'm, I'm thinking, um, uh, uh, like, these people come here and, you know, may not know the artists, may know the artists, but they're simply coming here to just enjoy the the scene, um, the music being played, the, the people being there. And the band is enjoying having people there. Like, I'm getting value from having people watch me play, listen to me play. And there's no going back on that. Like, you can't take that experience back. It's not like, okay, if you hate the music, it's mm-hmm. not like, I can give my time back, you know? <laughs> it's, it's just like a transaction that just happens and that's it. And if you like it, you stay and you, and you, enjoy, you enjoy the well, vibe. Well, uh, so I, I host the Bitcoin meetups here in San Jose, right? And a lot of people just come at me and like, why should I fuck with Bitcoin? And I'm like, well, how do you denominate your value? Like, how do you nominate your time? Right? And a lot of people will say fiat, like off top. I was like, well, that's where you're messing up because I denominate my time in Bitcoin because it, it won't get devalued. So far, it hasn't been proven to get devalued, right? Well, oh, quantum computing or whatever, right? Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people play that game, but it's like, well, guess what? Right now, that's a better hedge than the old standard that is getting devalued as soon as they print more money. Like, why would you denominate your time? Um, and then another big saying that I have is like, hey, if, uh, and this is like on an old resume, right? Where it's like, if, if time is the most valuable resource, well, then let's collaborate. Like, that, that's, my, that's my, seriously, like the way I want to work. Like, hey, let's just collaborate. Like, I, I'm, I'm willing to collaborate with anybody that's willing to collaborate with me because they understand that time equals time. Right. And a lot of people just aren't even on that level yet to even think about their time as somebody else's time. And, and they think that, oh, my, well, my time is the standard for all time. Like, no, no. Everybody thinks about time differently. Yep. Absolutely. So, so, so once again, thank you guys for having me on this show and uh, shooting the shit with you guys because I'm, I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you try to so do this cool. every Thank Saturday. you guys. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about BitCamp? Um, you had mentioned it before the show, and I think it would be cool so, to... So BitCamp was started... Um, uh, so, 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 like I said, Bay Area Bitcoiners. So th- what got me into Bay Area Bitcoiners was CK. Shout out to CK. Uh, he, he was formerly Bitcoin Magazine uh, director, whatever. Uh, hopefully he's uh, CK Unchained now, and he's going to do some great things for the Bitcoin community. Because I had great times with him. Excuse me. Um, anyways, he got me into the Bay Area Bitcoiners Telegram, which, like, you know, had a bunch of OGs in it, whatever. Just people in the Bay, right? And they were, you know, this was, like, around right before COVID hit, 2018, 2019. Um, and, you know, it just kind of grew from there. It was just, like, an organic, like, hey, okay, you know, everybody moved to Austin, whatever, so I just left the people that were like from the Bay and then we started talking about Bitcoin stuff and then it just gets, you know, Bitcoin gets a little old. Like, yeah, like, like we believe in it. Like what else do you want us to do? <laughs> right. So we all were like, okay, well let's, uh, you know, I like camping and I was talking about, Hey, let's go camping. And then I had another guy out there in the group, uh, pseudonym, uh, Nunya business, <laughs> uh, my boy Nunya. Okay. Uh, he was like, yo, I like camping too. And I'm like, yo, can we just start like a parallel fucking, you know, 
like parallel just camping chat because for me you know you're in earthquake country shit's gonna hit the fan you know what i mean like eventually right so it's like yeah you got to prep for that a little bit and um that's kind of just where i started from it i don't know where nunya came at it but i just i just kind of threw it out there and we were talking about it for a while but then nunya was the one that stepped up to the plate and he bought like four or five camping spots like it was a few couple hundred bucks you know what i mean but um he started the first bit camp so so shout out to nunya nunya business he was the one that uh put up the cheddar for all the bit camp stuff and he's still he's still putting up the cheddar for that so i ain't taking no credit on that big camp. <laughs> other than you know we were just all talking about like hey i like camping you know and it was like an offshoot of bitcoiner stuff well and then because you guys you guys held it it was like the same weekend as the bitcoin conference wasn't it yeah that was one of that was uh <laughs> i don't know i think it was the second one i want to say so so the thing is with bitcamp is that um it, it's like a pleb conference quote unquote right like so you can literally fly in and just go camp like you literally with a backpack on your on your back like to go camping for the weekend like that's what we're trying to promote the the whole possibility of like hey you really don't need anything much more than the shit on your back especially if you don't have any kids you know what i mean like hallelujah <laughs> you know what i mean if you don't have any kids dude y'all wake the fuck up y'all can travel anywhere in the world you guys are bitcoiners man and um that's kind of what we're promoting and since we like they, they have they have kids my, my kids are young so the youngest is 11 months old oh wow and the oldest is nine years old and so so to, to me it was like you know i couldn't take the kid disneyland but i could take her camping and that's kind of like where, where i came at it and then i just threw it out to the bitcoin community that was my community and they were like yeah all of us like camping too but my kids are already grown yeah but we still like camping you know what i mean so i was like oh this is awesome man like so that's kind of where it originated from and then nunia took the reins and he started running with it and he actually bought the campgrounds he, he spent you know he spent a good chunk of uh, sats uh you know what i mean and, and, and you know and what it is it's like you guys come through anybody that wants to come through and then the campgrounds already bought and it's just like a pleb uh conference you know what i mean like you can literally go and, and we're trying to like grow this to all over the country where it's like, you know, some plebs are better off than other plebs. You know what I mean? Like if you could buy the campgrounds and have other plebs fly in literally for like, you know, three days, four days and then fly out. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of what we're trying to, uh, you know, start. Well, I definitely uh, plan to attend next year once I'm uh, done with my apprenticeship and have more time to travel and take a couple days off more. Like, I, I want to do a lot of traveling next year. I've been so cooped up over here in South Florida for like the last... So, so, so the, the, point, the point of our shit is, too, you're not spending $1,000 to fucking just get the ticket. There is no <laughs> ticket. We paid for the ticket. Like, we paid for your that. fucking it's... camping ground. Just come through and camp, dude. If you can, like, because I've been backpacking, like, throughout the world, right? So it's just, like, all you need is really what you have on your back. You really, that's all you need, right? Like, easier said than done, especially <laughs> right now, because I have two kids. <laughs> but I know I can get it done. If it really came down to it, 
Sorry. Something's outside making noise, and my dog is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, so I've I got like a- that idea, though. That's pretty cool, like the, the, the oh, idea yeah. of camping. It's funny. I'm we, jealous, we, of we course. Just, just mentioned Burning Man. That's like That sounds like the OG Burning Man. Yeah, like actually camping. <laughs> exactly. So what what uh what are the other meetups that are in your area if you want to do any shouting out because uh, you mentioned you know so uh, the Billy Macdo was the one oh, that oh yeah uh, what's up Macdo Billy Macdo he's the one that um, that's why I got the the idea to put defend the network on my hat because he had Billy Macdo <laughs> he had his Twitter name on his hat <laughs> I was like that's great that's great because that's how I found him I was like hey you're Billy Macdo from the Bay because I'm from the Bay. You know, and we're like across, you know, the United States. So it's like, okay, so all the Bay Area guys hung out that one first night. I think it was 2021, I want to say. Uh, where were you guys at? Were you guys at the conference or at the pleb party, the taco party? No, I didn't go to the taco party. Um, and I was so, like, I was doing so many things that weekend and that, that week. Like, mm-hmm. I was all over the place. I, I ended like, I had tickets for everything and I it gave most of my tickets away to people. Because <laughs> I'm always I'm all about meeting people and like talking. So if ever you know if I like find a good conversation, I'm like just gonna stay in that conversation and then skip skip all the things that are going on. Um, tell us about defend the network. So defend the network for me started like uh, it was like a counter. I, I've always been an art guy. I always wanted to sell art, right? And um, it, it morphed into like a counter NFT thing for a while. Um, and now it's just basically like just promoting anybody that I can promote that, that you know, I just run with it, run, run, run with the Bitcoin signal. Right. So um, I, I wanted to sell shirts in the beginning and it was a counter NFT project where it was like all these people were getting offers to like make NFT art, right? And then they would be like, oh, you're gonna, but you're, I'm gonna pay you in like NFT stake, mm-hmm. right? It was like, no, fuck that, dude. I'll, I'll, guess what? I'm gonna pay you fucking USD, right? I'm gonna give you the USD and then you're gonna make some project for me and then I'll sell it for you, but we still get a cut, right? So it's kind of like front running the, the, the you know, or, or uh, what do you call it? Getting them hyped up because it's a it's a it's a win win situation for the artist. That's what I was trying to promote, um, and that's that's still what I'm trying to do is just basically keep artists not getting fooled by the NFT stuff, and literally just providing physical art. So before I understood what value for value was by doing split payments in the RSS feed. I was trying to figure that out in physical space, right? Or it's like, how can I get, um, you know, Saturday Night Lit and defend the network to do a collab, but you guys get 75%, I get 25%. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, you, y'all, everybody should listen to Saturday Night Lit and I would promote you guys. And then, but, but still there'd be a, a way for us to do it, to split the payment. And I was more thinking about it from like a physical t-shirt or artwork type of way where it's like you can produce copies of the artwork and then sell them. And then like every time I sell your product, I would get 25% or whatever the percentage may be. Use code Eastside Tony. What's that? Use code Eastside Tony. (laughs) 
Yeah, but it, it would be even better than that because I, I, I would sell it for you. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'd do the selling for you, though. So they wouldn't have to use any code. I'd, I'd literally just sell it for them. And then because if, if they... So, like, if... Uh, are you guys using Split, Split Kit right now? No, I haven't dove into the Split Kit. I want to because we want to start doing um, um, a music show. But it's just like... It's really An- easy. Another it's really easy? Okay, good. So, Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a regular guy. It, you guys can Yeah, I'm a regular guy just like you. So you're saying that? Okay, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I ain't a regular motherfucker. Let me just say that right here, right now. <laughs> I'm very advanced, irregular, bro. okay? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You're advanced, bro. Um, yeah, and so, you know, it was like, was it? It was like two weeks ago or so. Like, you just, we just kind of went like live on uh, on No Agenda Tube. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was so random. I mean, it was like was very fun. spur of the moment. There was no planning. You were just like, hey, you want to come on? And I'm like, yeah, okay. I could nice. do it for a little while. And uh, yeah, it was, that was pretty cool. Did we even get any splits? Did I even split ourselves? We did split ourselves. I don't know. I think I might have sent us some sats or whatever. Yeah, probably. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, it's it, it's all about like the effort and it's about like doing the thing, right? Like success. Nope. What are you gonna say? I was gonna say I was saying anybody that watches that show though and and sends sats to that show, mm-hmm. uh, it still will get split though. That's the cool part. You yeah, know I, mean? I mean it's like, there, like it's forever. It's there forever. I mean as long as the internet's working and we're still paying <laughs> yeah. for our server fees and uh, and that's cool. I mean to me that's wonderful. Like I just feel like we're pioneers, and you know like we're we're kind of formulating and shaping this new medium that I think the podcasting is going to last longer than um, like a lot of other kind of ways of trying to communicate or trying to exchange media that's existed like in human history. Um, I don't really know what I'm saying at this point. (laughs) I I think we're definitely doing something new and people haven't figured it out yet. And it's like the revival of the radio or the DJ, like with uh, Adam doing the abusive grand balls. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I th- like, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's like the revival of the DJ, and it's like, uh, uh, you you guys got to listen to the fucking Mo Facts, dude. That, yeah. that latest Mo Facts, man. Yeah. Because yeah. for real, they're breaking it down, dude. Like, <laughs> how they're trying to control the sound, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I mean, trying to control what's cool, and and and, and you know what's popping, like so like everybody has different vibes. Right, but it doesn't mean like that. You know, if I like country and you like rap, doesn't mean that we hate each other. It's just you know what I mean. Like we just like different things. But um, it's been a while since I, I feel you know my personal thought thought is that it's been a while since like people have just been relaxed and like cool with each other. You know what I mean? Like it, it, everybody's different. People like different tastes. And I feel like people are just on edge. And I think music really helps bind that. And that the music that we listen to, and just start with the music, because the music's what's the most important, right? Like podcasts and verbal, like written, like talk stuff, that, that's secondary. That, that also does count, but I think that the music is way more powerful. Um, the music has been captured by... Uh, 
entities. Let's just call it that. Um, yeah, that are trying to make money off of it. Just trying to make off yeah, money off the, yeah, of the raw yeah. energy of just the people. Absolutely. And, and they're vibing on some other shit. I recommend um, the film The Decline of Western Civilizations, actually from early 80s. Mm -hmm. and it's a docu I, I've never seen it, but apparently it's a classic. Um, it's, it documents How the How are you recommending something you haven't seen? Quite no, 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 no. I hadn't you. seen it. I hadn't <laughs> seen it. But you have seen it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you the copy. Um, right, cool. It's an awesome film because it's just such like um, Penelope Spheris. I'm not sure her name. She actually Spheris. Uh, Spheris. Um, <laughs> she actually went on to do uh, Wayne's World, but but this was her first film that she directed. Her She's hot. Directorial debut. <laughs> Is she hot? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Oh no, I mean not. <laughs> <laughs> In 2013. Sounds hot. Sounds hot. It's a, Wayne's it's, World. Oh, oh yeah. that is true. That is true. <laughs> But it's just an awesome film because, like, it's just, like, she's literally at these underground punk shows, and it's just... So, this, um, have you guys listened to any MoFax? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've listened to all of them. So, yeah, no, dude, MoFax <laughs> knows what the fuck is up, dude. <laughs> that, that guy trips me the fuck out, and he blew my mind where he was like, Forrest Gump is black. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, that makes me want to watch hear that? Forrest Gump again. You know, like, <laughs> did you hear that though? Like did saying, you, like they're not treating not him that way because he's stupid. They're treating him yeah. that way because he's, yeah. he's half black. That's yeah. <laughs> that shit threw me the fuck off. I'm like, are you kidding me? I did not. You know, I like to think that I'm pretty, you know, pretty, you know, above average. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't everybody like to think that, right? But I'm just saying, like, holy shit! I didn't even, I've never put. Well, that see, together. I have to watch it again because it makes me wonder if that is an accurate interpretation of the film, or if or if it's like if the film is open to it's that interpretation. It's a double entendre, my boy. It's a double entendre. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, no, it's it's not it's not accurate. But I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, it's kind of like a double on. That's kind of how it's meant. And I'm like, fuck! I didn't. I never even looked at it that way. Kind of like a mythology My, in a way. You know? Listen, listen, listen. Anyways, Mofax was talking <laughs> about, like I said, how they they try to capture the sound, and then the, they, how they when they captured the sound, they captured the people. And I thought it was fucking 1998 when Cash Money Millionaires was backing that ass up. And no, no, it was way back in the slave days. Like, I'm like, holy shit. I had, so anyways. Yeah, and I'm, he's I'm, talking I'm, specifically about like the music like Af of African-Americans and yeah. like their that culture. But I think there's like a, a, a kind of bigger theme at work. And I often talk about it, like I call it the monoculture. You know, mm -hmm. it's trying to eliminate people's individual unique cultures and trying to get them like everyone to adopt the same culture um if, yeah for, that's crazy in my eyes for sure but you know i understand what you're saying yeah and, and so to me yeah. like i think and the reason why i bring it up is because we're the same music well because we were yeah well i mean whatever right it's the yeah. same same movies the same music the same uh yeah, the, the same food, you know, the same clothes. Like I, 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 I mentioned this story sometimes when I used to be a substitute teacher and I was helping proctor a test and like all the kids were sitting at like these, these, uh, cubicle kind of desks. I couldn't see their like faces cause they were like leaning in, taking these tests, but I could see all of their shoes. It's and a nightmare. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It is a nightmare though because when he woke up in the matrix, he's we'll like, oh shit. No, and so like you could see all their shoes and like almost all these kids are wearing Nike and Adidas. 
And I'm just sitting there thinking like, Fuck. like, man, like what kind of pressure is this that, you know, we grew up in this world where like we have mass manufacturing, we've got all kinds of like technological capabilities and like everyone's just wearing two brands of shoes. And yeah, my kid, my kid just turned nine. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, <laughs> go ahead, I mean, sorry, finish, finish. So you know what I'm talking about because he's probably gonna ask you for like Adidas she, or yeah. Nike. She, you know, no, and, no, she got two brand new. She got high tops and low tops. She <laughs> played mom because we're separated, right? So she <laughs> played mom on one side, and she uh, played dad on the other side. I'm like, uh, yeah, whatever. So, okay, well played. Well played. <laughs> you got the boat. Come on. So I, I, I don't want to hear it from her. You know what I mean? Like you got the high tops and the low tops, motherfucker. Get out of here. So I had that shit. Dad, so, we give me the fucking fake ass shit from the flea market. Get out of here. No, it's funny because I'll always wear um, my five finger shoes, my toe shoes to work, and it's I I always get flack for wearing the shoes, either flack or like you know curiosity. And because everyone's always wearing the same shit, but you know, I don't know. Or oh, you're talking about the actual like uh, where your like toes or whatever, yeah, like separated. independent. And yeah. at, at, at well, that I've point, I've been looking into those. I, you know, I heard good things about them. <laughs> and at actually. that point, I raise my my leg and then wiggle my toes in front of you, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was about to say you urinated all over your territory. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, That's what I was that. expecting you to say. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, but but those are actually good for you, right? Because you really need to stretch your feet out. And they feel good for me. I've been wearing for years. And Dude, so that's my little, here, my little so. 11 yeah, month old. I have she not has been some, using them lately. We used to. You have yeah. them too though? Hey, but you guys, uh, so you guys both live near the ocean though, huh? Yeah. We're literally, Relatively. we're literally right in front of each other right now. I don't know if you realize. <laughs> yeah, we're. In, <laughs> no, I'm just saying like you guys fuck with the ocean. So you guys like, that's good for like, uh, 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 they're not know, they're, beach shoes. You know what I mean? They're not water shoes. That's the thing. Like, mm, yeah, like I didn't know that. Yeah. Once sand gets in there, that's oh, it. It's very but, annoying. But <laughs> okay. yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're part of the, um, barefoot movement so it's it's about like not constricting your feet letting your feet kind of stretch out letting the space between the toes expand so do you have to buy them like a bigger size or though or like no, no. um it, i don't know yeah, like it's, it, know. It, they usually come in european size and because uh, like it's more precise and so like yeah and i don't know you, you, you kind of have to get used to them and they're definitely they have very tiny soles so if you like go from using regular shoes to using those shoes, but then you're like walking on, you know, hard floors, it can, it can have a really powerful impact on your feet. So it takes time to get used to it. Yeah, like, you definitely have to months, adapt to them. That's for sure. I think it's worth it. But thank you to our sponsors um, uh, for toe shoes. <laughs> no, I think it's worth it as well, for sure. So if I you wanted, guys want to sponsor me. No, <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to wrap Hello. up the point I was trying to make earlier. Yes. And it was about like when I brought up monoculture, and the idea was that I think that Bitcoin, um, like Bitcoin uh, generally, and then podcasting more specifically, are a part of a movement to bring back what I think is going to be a, a more um, like a more niche culture like smaller cultural groups. It, it's a, some of it's going to be geographical, you know, like there's going to be maybe regional music or like regional culture that's still going to exist. But some of it's going to be affinity groups, you know, like people who are connecting with each other over the internet based on their shared interests. Like so I, Amway. Like what? <laughs> like <laughs> selling furniture on Amway? Is that what you said? No, I just said Amway. 
No, but I'm, you know, like, like just what, what we're doing right now, right? Like we, you know, I know you. <laughs> like, exactly. I, I know you through the Bitcoin community. And so like here we are creating this podcast right now. We're streaming live. It's going to be uploaded to the podcast index afterwards. Um, that's this. We're a part of an affinity community. We're meeting together. Sure. We, we, we have a common interest and we have a lot of other common interests too, but like we came together because of this one thing. And like that is this, the superpower of the internet that humans haven't really tapped into on a mass scale yet is this ability to, for us to connect with each other and to bring value to each other regardless of uh, like the distances between us. The ability to like share information and media and creativity is a very valuable resource. And like we are, we're reinvigorating that in humanity because we have so much of, of our culture, so much of what we consume is mass produced, is cookie cutter and is like created for the, like the common denominator and not for like our uniqueness, not for our individual personalities. And I think that's one of the problems with modern music. It's it's not necessarily whether it's deliberate or you know whether they're you know whether they're trying to make us stupid, but it's just the fact that they they want us all to be the same so that we're easy to like profit off of. Yeah, to sell to, you know. But it's you know it it all comes down um, just the fact that they're they're both mediums, I guess. Like like podcasting is just just a medium, like, and it begs for creativity and uniqueness. So. That's honestly what I love about it. It's just you can do whatever you want. It's still got to be a good product, but you can do whatever you want. It's the transfer of value, like real value, digitally. Um, because it's the, you know, the Byzantine general's problem, right? Because if uh, you can just copy value and send it, then it distorts the actual measure, the baseline of what, your time is worth, right? So right now, if you get sent Bitcoin, that is the echelon, like that is the top, right? Like that, that is actual value. Like somebody went to work for 40 hours a week and got paid X amount of dollars per hour, right? Times 40. They, they transferred that into their paycheck and then they transferred that into Bitcoin at whatever point in time and sent that to you because you're that valuable. It's funny you mentioned Byzantine, uh, Byzantine, because it reminds me of like Romans taking over many different cultures and then incorporating their gods into the Roman pantheon, and now everyone just uh, over time just worships those gods. You know, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of like Juno, or this, or this is kind of like Zeus. You know, let's, and then they keep um, associating those two. Um, different gods together and eventually everyone just says you know oh yeah it's zeus or it's whoever yeah i'm not i'm not very religious i guess you could call me a roman catholic i guess you know just you can call me an atheist. Chimp the atheist no no i'm just saying like you know <laughs> from family you know yeah, yeah, I whatever. Got it's not it's not me it's just i'm just saying like that's what i've heard but you know, I'm, I don't, you know, hey, hey, P, I believe in that's Satoshi. That's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. I believe in Satoshi. You believe in, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I believe Each in their own. It really doesn't matter. Like, are you a good person or are you a bad person? That's the way I look at it, right? That's, that's the kind of denominator. 
Are you genuine? Are you real? Are you going to bullshit exactly. me? or <laughs> Exactly. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Are you are you working with sats or are you not working with sats? <laughs> what are we fucking talking about? No, but seriously though, right? Like that's like wh- where where is your common denominator? Like, because everybody's different. Yeah, but we're all, mean, in, no in doubt. End, in the end, we're all human, and we all go through like human trial and error experiences, Correct. emotions. Correct. So. That that is a good common denominator. That mm-hmm. is a good. Common. We just gotta look sift through the bullshit and. Find the similarities. It's the money part that is like the mass manipulator, though, right? Because the money part is a human layer that was imposed on humans. Like, humans understand humans. But, like, once you get the money part involved, only some humans understand that. Not all humans understand that layer. That's for you know sure. What I mean? Most people don't. Most people just, they know how to use, I mean, they know some ways to use money, but they don't know like all the, the, the ways to use money. Um, we're we're going to take a quick like 40 second break. We're going to play a little bit of music, catch our breath, drink some water. We'll come back. I want to go over a couple of uh, current events that have happened. Get your take on it. Get Chimp's take on it. And then we'll close up for the yeah. night. So this Saturday Night Lit will, will be... Uh, right back. Oh. And as the music starts. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a track by our Glenn, like our friend Glenn, right? Yeah, Glenn's playing the rhythm in the back. Nice, and I'm nice. just jamming out to it. So since the last time we did a show, we had the death of Putin's caterer. Uh, supposedly Evgeny Prigozhin was on a private plane, and uh, I guess it got shot down. Tony, did we lose you? Maybe he muted himself. His oh, he muted. Well, we I'm, probably, good. I'm good. I'm here. We probably should <laughs> tell him how, how, how long the music was going to be. Right? Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, anyone have any thoughts on that? On uh, Prigozhin's death? Is it just uh, an interesting little news bite? Um, Maybe he just paid the right people to disappear. He was tired of being in the limelight. <laughs> dude, Wiener Schnitzel, I think, felt threatened. Dude. <laughs> Wiener Schnitzel wasn't having that shit, and they're like, "We got to take care of this boy." He's mm-hmm. hanging out with. Um, with Tupac and Elvis, you know? Maybe, maybe. Um, I, I have a question. So there's a recent study that came out, and the study was um, essentially reviewing different ways that humans could try to mitigate the formation of hurricanes. And so my question was basically, should humans control the weather? No. No. We got Tony saying no. What do you think, Chimp? Can the humans control the weather? Well, it seems... They already do. Yeah, like, so 
at l- there are definitely ways that we can impact the weather. Yeah, influence. And the some weather. people believe we have way more influence than. What? <laughs> Like you know, harp. Like, I yes, get, exactly. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys know about harp? Yeah, I mean, not is that, that not a real thing? Really? I mean, the I har- get the high altitude aurora project. I mean, <laughs> they did come to the conclusion that right before they did, dismantled it, they did come to the conclusion and they admitted that they can control the weather. Who's and then they? They, they said we're going to dismantle it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the so people they, that were controlling so, the high so, altitude aurora project, so they could reassemble <laughs> it in private, right? Probably. Yeah, that's, they were like, that's yeah, how yeah, all those things work. It's like, yeah, okay, we're going to have to uh, cancel this program so that we can reformulate it with black ops money. And they <laughs> literally admitted to being able to control the weather. I'm but, not making but I mean, up. but what did they admit that they could control about the weather? Cause they I just said that. They said, oh, yeah, you know, they just like nonchalantly said it. Yeah, but, I, uh, but <laughs> and then they're like, okay, we're closing down. So this is the last <laughs> you're going to hear about it. Like, what? Wait, wait, what? You know what I mean? And nobody, you know, nobody questions it. So why yeah. would they, you know? <laughs> but so is our general consensus no humans should not control the weather? Because I agree with you, Tony. I don't they think shouldn't. They, I don't think but, they should. Uh, they can. We're going to. I mean, we do and we will, but. We shouldn't. What did you say, Chimp? I don't think they can. You don't think they can. So Chimp is just, he's Once just again, the, like, like the buzzkill of You the, could influence it and you could try and control it and to a big extent, but you ultimately don't. <laughs> like my dog, I, no, can, no. I can definitely control a lot of it, but if at can the I end throw a case he, out he there says for you? no, then that's it. <laughs> yeah, throw can, things can I, at can us. I throw, can I throw a case out there for you? Yeah. So with the high altitude Aurora project, basically what it was, it was a micro antenna array. Right, and they shot uh, microwaves out into the ionosphere, and the ionosphere heated up. So what happens is, when it gets heated up at a certain altitude, the wind or the cold air below it gets like risen up, and that's what manipulates the uh, currents, the air currents. I mean, listen, I, I'm not denying any of that. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think it's possible, but it's it's just like COVID. You know, um, <laughs> you know something that was created and it got out of hand. It's like, oh well, fuck it. You know. <laughs> okay, so speaking of COVID, you that's, can't put it that way. That's my next headline. <laughs> um, so what do, what do we think about the uh, warning of impending renewed COVID restrictions? It's uh, gonna happen. It's uh, gonna happen because money inflation. As long as here in Florida, we continue not to enforce oh, no. uh, the vax mandate. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in Florida, there's no God hope. bless. Like, I don't, I, I got, like, I feel like in New York and in Illinois and California, you guys are all just screwed. But because you guys will just bend over backwards to. Yeah, let, let me give you a real life scenario, though, dude. Yeah. This happened to me, bro. My, it's my dad all actually. real got, life. No, nah, seriously. My, my dad got into this bad accident, right? And he was in the fucking, uh, like, I have Kaiser, but he had, like, the local hospital, like the county hospital, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm hmm. And there, like at Kaiser, the private one or whatever, the one you have a good, good, quote unquote, good health care, um, you didn't have to wear a mask, right? Mm. But since he got hurt and he had to go to the county hospital, they demanded that you wear a mask to go see your loved one in the hospital that's like fucking dying. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, you really? Like, I have to have my fucking shot or else you won't let me in here. And it's kind of a two-tiered system at that point, really, right? You know what I mean? Do not? Yeah, and there was this whole... They had this whole thing where, I mean, we've known for years that, like, 
people are more likely to die in hospitals from a respiratory infection that they catch in the hospital than they are from whatever they came in the hospital with. So yeah, like the whole the whole healthcare system like complex thing that we've got going is pretty bizarre and unreasonable, and it's definitely not science based. Uh, it it just seems like economics and politics based. So um, yeah, I mean I agree with you. Uh, I again, I mean I agree with Chimp. Like I don't think I don't think there's the appetite for it here in in Florida. I mean the county. We Miami-Dade County, where we live, we have a Democrat mayor, and she's like a progressive Democrat mayor. But most of the city mayors, like the city of Miami, you know, Suarez, he's a Republican. Who's Miami Beach is a Democrat, though. Is he running? No, he dropped out. He dropped dropped out out? like uh, this week. He dropped out. (laughs) The fuck out of here. (laughs) Because he didn't Miami coin shit. He didn't even qualify for the you know for the the debate, so that's why he dropped out. Uh, Ah, son. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why he ran. It must have been like a favor he owed someone. Let's see if someone give me money. No, <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't do it unless someone was already giving him money is what I'm saying. <laughs> he, you know, so someone was paying for him to do that. Otherwise, he wouldn't. I mean, because he, he must have known he didn't that stand a snakey, chance. though. Come on. I mean, everybody sees that, though. You oh, he's, he's a not, snake. That's for sure. Him, his whole, not, him and his dad yeah. are both snakes. Like, I, I always tell this story. He, he looks like a snake. He left, <laughs> you know, he left a law firm. <laughs> He was working like so his day job is a lot he's a lawyer even though he's a like a mayor of a you know of a metropolitan city right so he supposedly has this job as a lawyer well he left a law firm and took another job at a different law firm on the exact day that he left a law firm his dad just happens to get a job at the same law firm that he left i mean it's such, such corruption like obviously you know they hadn't finished paying off some favor that they owed him and so they started giving it to his father Real quick, you mentioned lawyers. It reminds me of, uh, have you listened to the recent No Agenda? Yeah. And uh, and how um, mm-hmm. Adam mentioned about lawyers and AI. Oh, yeah. That- which reminds me of a conversation that we had on this podcast maybe about a year ago or mm-hmm. a couple months ago. About this, You were talking about the same exact thing. Enlighten me. Yeah, what was I saying, Jim? I don't remember. You said it. Well, you know, so when they were bringing it up, when they were bringing it up, I thought, I thought, so so Adam was saying, like, what career is it that AI is going to, like, have the most disruption? And I thought he was going to say programmers, like development. But no, he said lawyers. And honestly, it made perfect sense, of course, because lawyers, but he saw it in a positive sense. Like, like it's, it's, it's going to improve lawyers. You had a negative sense. It's like. Well, what are these fucking AI going to do? Like, um, you know, like. Well, because, yeah, because they're going to be able to find laws that people broke that regular humans are never going to be able to think of. You know, they're going to have access to all of the obscure laws that were passed 100 years ago that was never retracted. And, you know, they will like tell, you know, like human DAs, like district attorneys, like, okay, well, you know, you should prosecute all these people. I mean, my biggest fear with the AI is simply that they that governments are going to unleash the AI on all of our data without recognizing too late. Well, too late. Yeah. <laughs> but I the mean, fuck? I mean, like that they're going to unleash it sort of like in a like in a in a way that they're allowed to use because right now I think a lot of the stuff that the government does with our data is not necessarily legal. It's just that they do it because they can get away with it. But no, but they can get private contractors to do it for them you know what i mean so it's like i i understand your your argument there but it could be very easily subverted 
even if you, you know, did win it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the probably the example that I came up with like a year ago or so was that, you know, the AI will will go through like the NSA's records of the Internet and will find like all the laws that are still under the statute of limitations, you know, and then it'll just like they'll just start, you know, mailing people these. Uh, and then, and then the, the fucking RAM will fucking melt down <laughs> because, <laughs> because everybody broke the fucking law. You know what I mean? Like, oh, on no. that point, I do want to say we're coming up on our year anniversary. Oh, when was our first uh, Saturday what? Night Lit? Our first Lit episode was put out on September 26th. Whoa. But before we figured Lit out, we we did have a couple of podcasts, probably mid-September, because, you know, I don't necessarily post the episode on the day yeah. that we record it, but... Man, so... We'll call this our anniversary month. So, so Saturday the 23rd, we should... I think that should be like our... We should count that as our, our one year. anniversary episode? Okay. Yeah. I'm down. cool. That's going to be our anniversary. <laughs> we shook on it. We shook on it. Well, All can right. we go back and see who boosted you back then? Oh, I don't think anyone boosted us back then. Oh, really? I wasn't oh, around? It was, a, it, it was a different wallet, so I would have to switch. Yeah. I'll, We're going to have to get I'll all get that information, she said. though. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a different wallet, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> what do you mean, honey? Oh, my God. Um, I'm just fucking with What were we talking about? I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was just going through my 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 stupid little. Yeah, those are different prison wallets. So, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of prison, um, you know, so I've been talking about you know like uh, the president from prison because for some reason I feel oh, like yes. Trump is going to be president from a Georgia prison. Yes, please remind everyone. And uh, <laughs> on Captain Brunch's prediction, oh, I hear a guitar. That was an E string. <laughs> that was an out of tune but, E string, by the way. But so, I could tell. <laughs> so what the one of the cases that's against Trump that I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about was, so it, I think it's like in Washington D.C. One of the cases against him has to do with the fake electors, and basically these people who, who like these Republicans who basically signed a document saying that they were electors and that they were voting for Donald Trump. And I don't know, that's kind of interesting because so the the Republicans are all like, ah, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. Like it doesn't mean anything. Whereas the people who are prosecuting Trump are like, actually, that was fraud and that was illegal. and Bullshit, bro. Everybody voted for Trump, dude. I'm, I'm a California Mexican, dude. I voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking stop believing dumb shit, bro. Everybody uh, voted for Trump, dog, and they fucking won it. That's what, that's what blows my mind. As a Californian, everybody was voting for Bernie at first. Uh, and it was like, Panda's that, that meme this was right like, no, re no refunds. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> ha -ha, no refunds. Like, I took your shit. I took all your money. And then it, it's like, that's who everybody was voting for. And then we're like, oh, well, then let's just vote for Biden. And it's just this dumb reaction that like people don't know who to vote for, dude, for real. But people like out here in California, really, though, like I'm telling you, like I worked in a union. These people are brainwashed. They don't know who to vote for. But if they're, they're just, brainwashed, then you can imagine that maybe they voted for for Biden, Biden. right? Oh, no, they voted for Biden. <laughs> no, but, but first, they voted for Bernie. Yeah, well. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, remember when everybody voted for Bernie? Yeah. And that, that's who they really wanted to win? 
but he totally got ripped off by Biden. No. And then Biden... I, no, think, in, in, I think Bernie was a plant. Like, I think that was a whole setup. Listen, my boy, like, no, Bernie got ripped off twice. Like, that, he was that guy. He was the guy. Like, he's like, hey, if, if anybody wants to rip anybody off, I'll be that guy. Yeah, but that, exactly. Like, he was, he was there to be that guy. Right. Just, yeah. just. I agree on that. Like, I agree on that. I, I don't think, like, I, I, I'll compare him to Ron, Ron, well, I'll contrast him with Ron Paul. In the sense that Ron Paul was not there to be that guy, like I don't know about all that. Yeah, do you think Ron Paul was that guy, or do you not remember I, I don't those know times? About, I don't know about Ron Paul. Yeah, it was. But it was like the same I kind of paying thing. Attention, probably. It was, uh, you know, like he was running under the Republican ticket, and you know, he had like a pretty significant support. And when it came, you know, like when they had all those individual. Um, you know, like state by state primaries and stuff like they, the Republican party just kept being real shifty and making sure that, you know, like nothing was done properly. Same stuff that happened to Bernie Sanders, but I don't, yeah. but I, in, in the end though, I don't think Ron Paul told all his people to like vote for the, for when, you, the when you put it like that. Yeah. It's the same shit. And, it's and the same shit because it happens Bernie, a lot. Bernie was, I don't think Bernie was ever trying to win. And, and so I was a big, I was a Bernie mm-hmm. fan before I voted for Trump. Right. So it's like, I'm just, I'm a Californian, bro. I'm telling you what I am. I'm a blue collar worker. I'm not. Yeah. And so fuck, to me, well, I'm not snorting any fucking uh, Republican. <laughs> drug. Yeah. What do you want me to do? So, so I think like Sideshow Bob or RFK, but I like to call him Sideshow Bob. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't fuck with the government anymore. Right? Well, I, I hear you. But like, so I feel like he's playing that same role as like the Bernie Sanders you know, like he's there to kind of get the, enough. get yeah, these people enough. who are like on the edge, who are like probably you know not really committed to the party, to just sort of wrap them all up and be like, no, but we gotta we gotta support the party. But I don't know, like I, I think it would be really funny if Trump ran with RFK as his vice president. Well, if, in my humble opinion, last year it told us everything we need to know about elections. You know, if you catch my draft. <laughs> well, I mean, I think what? they're all I think they're all rigged. But because, I think they, you know, I think they're all rigged though. Like I don't, I don't think. I mean, no yeah, one even gets I to agree be with the, that. <laughs> last year was pretty blatant, bro. Like what? Like, but it was blatant even, to like, you. But like, yeah. But I'm, a, I'm a guy in the West. I'm a Mexican on the West Coast. Boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be blatant to me. You know what I mean? Like, it should be blatant to somebody else on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Like, well, well why do I understand? What his what the what the white man's plight is because it's like oh shit you know <laughs> like it's cra- it's crazy like no for real like they're, they're they're definitely manipulating the system and that's not good for anybody any American you know what I mean like it is what it is yeah I mean well I think that like you I think the only way to escape that is to just check out from that bullshit like because you know we take it too seriously and it doesn't it doesn't change it's not going to get better. It just kind of keeps getting more like twisted. Fuck that! I'm starting my own company. You mean country? Company. Same okay. Thing. Tell us about this company you're gonna start. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking of calling that Citadel Services. Citadel, Citadel services. services. What do you? What services is the Citadel gonna provide? Any services for your Citadel. <laughs> nice. I mean, uh, I'm down to be a, uh, you know, an affiliate. Uh, you know, of Citadel services. I haven't even thought about it that far, but that's a good idea. Yeah, like a, <laughs> as long as we get a split. No, seriously. Well, that's yeah, the for idea. real. 
Because no, it's just because like I, I, you know, it's um for me at this point, you know, like I host the meetups, I host the Bitcoin meetups because I I believe in Bitcoin, like I believe in Bitcoiners, right? Like, I you know, it's, it's good intentions, you know, they're, they're, they're progressive people that are seeing forward, like in the community, like what's going to happen with with the monetary system that we're dealing with right now. It's really not sustainable, right? It's um. They're like, oh, you're in a cult. It's like, well, well, Pythagorean theorem is still relevant today. So are the Pythagoreans, <laughs> like, are they, were they like a crazy cult? I think they were, They were yeah. definitely a crazy cult, though. <laughs> Did a bunch of drugs and math. I mean, well, that's totally what I'm trying to fucking yeah. recreate. Did I tell that story about how Pythagoras died? No, no like I he, don't know about it. Not to you, but I, I think I tell may have me, told Tell me, tell me. So I want to hear it. Apparently... <laughs> Like something happened and the people of the town were like convinced that him and his followers were just crazy and they had to kill him. He's all him. shoomed out or what? I don't know about that. But so he was like being chased by the townspeople and he like was running across a field uh, and something happened and like he came across a bunch of, what was it, like ants or something and... <laughs> Because, like, the Pythagoreans were vegan and they didn't believe in killing anything. So, like, he couldn't, like, cross this ant pile or something. And so the, the and town's... like, the tiptoe over it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal was. It was, like, a really big ant pile. And so the townspeople okay. were able to catch up and murder him. So, yeah, the Pythagoreans were definitely crazy. <laughs> Tony, uh, thank you very much for coming on Saturday Night Lit. That's a soft reminder that, oh, damn, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I guess I'm crazy. <laughs> You're welcome to come back anytime. Why is it a plane? Um, you know, on a Saturday, oh, obviously. So that's a soft reminder. <laughs> Your cult members will always come back to kill you. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll put uh, any contact information for you, Tony, on our show notes. That was Eastside Tony. You can find him on the internet. At one Eastside Tony on X. So I am Captain Brunch. And you won't find me on social media. Unless it's nudge on the social. But oh, this, cool. This is Chimp signing out. Peace. Goodbye. Defend the network. <laughs> Defend the network. <laughs> <laughs>